another sign to good health, and that's good mental health. guys are three musketeers versus me i'm just solo lancelot roaming the countryside by myself on a crusade charging after windows <laughs> we would i mean i think that if, if there's ever a time when the three of us are are more in one location which i don't know when that would happen but i think that we would need to kind of up our our podcasting game for like in person because right now we're, we're very set up for not in person <laughs> right but, uh, but yeah, Jeremy, it's really nice for you to join us today. I know we're trying to dive into some unique aspects of the golf world. Um, and for me, you know, I'm a, I'm a person that really enjoys clothing, as does Brad and, and Connor. We're Johnsmen. We're Johnsmen. And, and Jeremy, I wanted, to, I wanted to give your flowers, give you flowers publicly. Oh, yeah? You know, I've been, I've been a, a fan of Blammo for a long time. And your, your show and, and what you do actually inspired group golf therapy to some extent a joy and a pleasure i look at blammo as this and i don't want to speak for you but it's it's a mental health podcast masquerading as a fashion podcast so many of the conversations you've had have have felt like therapy you can go down the the rabbit hole of of like fashion nerdery and you know stitches per inch and all the things that that you've talked to many of your (laughs) illustrious guests but you also have very real talks about depression and, and people that have not been feeling good about themselves and and I, and every single conversation you have you are such a great host to give them the space and, and make them feel comfortable and safe that the the guests always are willing to to share things that you don't get in a in a New York Times piece so that was what something that I always took away from every single one of your episodes I'm like damn like this feels like therapy oh damn and then when the three of us started talking I was like, we can turn this into golf. And here we are. That's very, very flattering. Thank you for those kind words. Yeah, Yeah, Drew, that was fucking beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, I mean, I would agree with you. I don't think I ever thought of it like that. My my thing is just always, we're we're so multidimensional. And so, you you know, and, and also with anything, the stuff that people cling to is never the product. It's always the person, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, across Mm -hmm, the board, I think sports and golf, like that's the that's the thing too, or I don't know. I mean, I'm not belittling any sport, but it's just like, I don't care how many points you score, but it's like, what is the, what is the journey that you had to take to get to there? Not to like jump all into golf, but like, isn't that why everyone's like, so in on Tiger Woods now, like just the comeback story of him, you know, like this Phoenix rising from the ashes. It's like, he's done enough. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that, that's, that's very kind. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. All we've heard since uh, the inception of <laughs> group golf therapy was Blamo Pod. So uh, oh, damn. It's, it's <laughs> a, a, a genuine pleasure to meet you, man. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Well, I kept the bar really low. So all you guys need to do is just exist. <laughs> And uh, well, yo, isn't that isn't that the, the hallmark of like something great? Like it's simple, you know? Yeah. Or just like it, continuing. You know, I think that's the hardest part. Like the amount of people that you think that do pods. And it's like, I have all these friends and there's no shots to anyone, but they're like, dude, I'm doing it. I'm doing a podcast. And they, they get their artwork and they make their Instagram posts and they're like, we are doing the pod. We're pod boys. Now we're doing all this. We're potting. Yeah. And then it's like three weeks later, it's like, F that. That's a lot of work. And it's like, well, no shit. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I was just having a conversation with someone yesterday about that, who they were starting a podcast. And I was like, I'm here, you know, use me as a resource, whatever you need. But yeah, yeah. 95% of podcasts don't make it past episode 10. So if you yeah. can get 
past that mark, you might be on to something, but you might have a shot, kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> Daddy-o. This, this is episode, what, damn near 50, uh, and, and we've produced over many 65. more than that. But yeah. 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 So it, it's, exactly. a, it's, it's an extremely saturated market, and unfortunately, fame will also rise you to the tops of charts. Like, But that doesn't mean that you still can't have meaningful conversations and be putting out something that you're really proud of, regardless of how many people hit that download button every week. But like, let's, let's flip this for one moment. Cause I think the good part, one, you're right. There is a, there's a saturation. Like everyone has a pod. Now it's, it's not just like you're competing with someone else in their garage. You're competing with like celebrities that want 10 figure paydays, right. you know, of rewatch podcasts and all these other things. And obviously there's not enough time for any of these people to listen, even at one and a half speed or two X speed or any of these like hacks <laughs> that people do. So it's like, it's it's definitely tough out there, but I think the industry as a whole is way more receptive to podcasts. Like, I'm going to mm, sound mm. dumb or old, but like, I remember when I was trying to do like early Blamo stuff in like my pitch to have guests, I had like a paragraph that explained what a podcast was. Like this, this mm. is what it actually, this is what it does. These are examples. Here's, here's a, a wow. file so you can hear kind of an example of us and all this stuff. And now, God damn, you've been doing this a minute. <laughs> 2016, which is still, you know, not very, not very long compared to like, you know, the original pod folks. But like, yeah, people, people didn't really get it. And now it's kind of cool to where like most press that most people do now, it's just all podcasts. And the weird thing right. is, mm, long somebody, form. yeah, somebody said this to me that like works in film and TV. And they were like, oh, yeah, for me to do podcasts now, are more important than me doing like Fallon or, you know, any of these other shows solely because everyone that like is listening to podcasts, it's so passive. Like, because people come up to me, it's like, oh, I listen to you while I'm driving or while I'm mowing the lawn or while I'm like going for a walk or at the gym. And it's like, you don't, you don't necessarily watch Fallon while you're driving, you know? Right. And Mm -hmm. even then, what what do you get from those interviews? And, you know, no shots, but it's just like, what like a a joke about them tripping on set and laughing and something like it's there's no what you get is a lizard disguised as a man trying to be likable on national television (laughs) and and that is a direct shot which is uh fine no Uh, no i i think i think talk show late night talk shows are are abhorrent frankly but that's a that's a separate (laughs) conversation but this they're over now which like a you know a friend of mine was like yeah he's like they're He's like, I don't know if they're going to bring back Daily Show. If they do, it's going to be a totally revamped thing. He's like, you know, Corden's mm-hmm. going off the air. He's like, I don't mm-hmm. think that they're even going to cast a new person. And if so, it's probably going to be like a TikTok show or a live stream show. Charlie D'Amelio. You know, like, Charlie. well, I mean, just saying like, who knows what's going to happen. She'll get views though. With, with those things. And yeah, I'm not a huge Fallon guy. He's, he's really whatever, you know, but like, uh, it is it is interesting like the the appointment viewing of talk shows yes yes over. so but but you even you you even bring up a good point about saturation and and i think the three of us have talked had this conversation before where you know the the line is everybody's got a podcast these days so yeah, like yeah. fuck you for starting one <laughs> but it's like at a certain point everybody's had like everybody has a book just because there's been books written before doesn't mean that you should not write a book you know like you can still have a unique perspective and a and host a unique style of conversation 
people have had conversations before too. That doesn't mean you shouldn't talk to one another. Right? <laughs> right. So, and, and, and the other thing you mentioned was that it's passive listening and it's conversations and truth making and meaning making that's happening in long form. And I think there needs to be that exchange, especially in a world that's driven by short form communication, short term gratification. There needs to be that long form engagement with somebody that you can trust and believe in yeah. and form a relationship with para or not, you're still expecting a degree of honesty out of those types of conversations. No. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And you get you, people's opinions carry more weight when you feel like you know them more. Like the amount of people that have come up to mm-hmm. me and I used to like be kind of like caught off guard or like almost angry about it. But now I'm like very flattered where someone will like kind of dump their life story to me where they're like, Oh man, mm-hmm this and this happened to me. And man, I remember when you talked about this or this and I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah, that's right. But they'll, they'll speak <laughs> to me with a candor of someone who's known someone much longer. And mm-hmm. again, like, right. I, I I'm super flattered. I greatly appreciate it. But that's, that's stuff that, uh, that like you get with podcasts. I mean, just because it's such mm-hmm. a long form. I mean, you're not, yeah, you're not going to do that to, I don't know some some other person where you start like you you immediately lead off with like a discussion about your father you're like whoa right hey, yeah yeah, that, yeah. That came, <laughs> came in hot the, the, the shoes are brown that i thought that was the discussion right i, I like brown yeah. shoes <laughs> i remember taking a, a class in college that was that was talking about parasocial relationships and uh like oprah was kind of like one of the the first like huge mm. like mega stars where yeah. people exactly like what you said jeremy and i'm sure it happened on a much more frequent basis for oprah but it, you know people yeah. would come and just like spill their life story <laughs> to her on the street corner and you know she's oprah and like, but they felt like they felt very safe sharing that with her because yeah. she you know she elicited those feelings from her show and the people that that fell in love and grew uh you know to feel like they knew her like a like a friend would know her so it's yeah it's a crazy world yeah shout out to big o yeah come on the pod speaking of big o um, <laughs> Harpo. what's like what's the what's like the biggest like oprah fact or like known thing that you know about her she's a super underrated actress or actor like i mean that's i don't think that's like a that's stuff people don't know but i don't i don't think she gets enough credit for that that and i think she I agree. She's yeah. way more of a business person than anyone thinks. Like I think a lot of people initially assumed her as some sort of woman, some like I'm air quoting all these things, like I don't believe it, but like some sort of like dumb, uninformed individual who was just a figurehead who would go out and like glad hand and like maybe have mm. a mm. ask someone a tough question. But it's like she is very much was very involved in the building of her empire from the magazines to the TV deals. And she had to do it carrying the whole world on her shoulders from representation of women and women of color and all this stuff. Like Oprah still the most underrated entertainer business mogul in history because she had to do it with the whole world. I mean, (laughs) now I'm sounding really stupid, but like everyone always is going to say you can't do it because you're technically your competition to that person you're talking to. Right. But like mm-hmm. Oprah had to do all this stuff. And then she's like winning, you know, have you guys seen the color purple? Like the original one? Like she's fucking incredible. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was incredible. I am a hundred percent Oprah Stan. And I know like anyone else, there's probably something where like maybe somebody misspelled a thing at a magazine and someone had a bad day. Like I, I have no idea. 
someone's going to be like, oh, Oprah did this dumb thing. But like, sure, no. sure. she is a legend. And I don't think she gets anywhere near as much credit as she deserves. And uh, she built it herself. You know, this isn't she like some Ellen DeGeneres. She got fucking BS. mud. Yeah, she yeah. did. She did. She's goaded she for that. She truly got it out the fucking mud. Yeah. Big O forever. I was going to say my... <laughs> My um my Oprah like factoid is uh she used to take money out of her mom's purse like to go get like candy and like go get like you know like hot dog. You know? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that for some reason that's always stuck out to me. That's like funny. damn, if Oprah was down bad enough to like tiptoe into her mom's bedroom and yeah, take a dollar out, like, like this. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Walking exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. Not to make a peep. Then then there's hope for me too. Yeah. Does Oprah play golf? <laughs> does does anyone know if she plays golf? She's got she more on the right? internet. Um, she, she's look at she's, the company she keeps. She's been on a golf course yeah, before. She does. Apparently, the first search result is that she uh she lost her cool with Clint Eastwood in two thousand three. The video is Oprah As loses her cool playing golf. I could see that with Clint Eastwood. Um, which I'm what sure is all clickbait. But um, it's yeah, on right. the own network. O- Oprah's Oprah's now like She's playing Pebble. officially on the list. Officially on the 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 Mount Rushmore of soon to be GGT golf Alum. guests podcast. We got a lot, guests. A lot of a yeah. lot of big a lot of big O's on the list. A lot of big O's. Yeah. Obama, I imagine, right. is also on. The I list. mean, he's number one. Oh, yeah, Obviously, yeah, 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 number, number one. one. Yeah, Barry O. Yeah. Um, <laughs> quick, quick, uh, quick. Oprah, fun, fun fact. Uh, her her niece. Owns a a rib joint here in Wisconsin called Pat's okay. Ribs. Uh, Oprah's sister Patricia Lloyd. It's her daughter that started this rib place here in in Wisconsin, and it's very good. It's my favorite rib wow. place. And I didn't even know it was Oprah's niece until someone told me. I was like, Oh, so you went in unbiased too? Unbiased, yeah, unbiased. And That's it's very, great. it's very good. They just opened up a new I one. I love that. Yeah. We're gonna have to go. Next time we're in Wisconsin, we're going to Trixie's spot mm-hmm. and we're going yeah. to Pat's yes. for yeah. ribs. Yeah. Trixie yeah, yeah. as in like Trixie Mattel? Yep. Yes. Trixie Mattel. Who I saw in the show two nights ago and was absolutely fucking incredible. There, Trixie is bigger than freaking RuPaul now, which is nuts. Oh, Dead yeah. ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ru- RuPaul don't have no fucking motel in Palm Springs. RuPaul's got a lot of land. <laughs> That's true. Questionable amount of land. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh but Trixie's from Milwaukee and yeah. Trixie owns uh, a very cool gay bar here in, in Milwaukee. So Oh yeah, I saw it. I saw it on the Trixie Motel. Jeremy, where in the world are you? Where do you where are you based? No place cool, man. I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. We got good pizza, great baseball and Nelly N- and uh, Nelly, more like the urge and gravity kills. <laughs> okay, I'm, but yes. So um, you say Missouri, not Missouri. No, no one says Missouri. That's like I thought that if, was like if, the thing. No, right? It's just like when people think Missouri Even, is the South too. I just air quoted that. Like uh, it's it's not the South. I mean, okay. not that we're going to get all civil war, but like it was not even ever labeled or part of the South. Like I mean, so it's just <laughs> right. like now Southern Missouri. Some people will say Missouri. But okay, you know, because they think they're from the south, yeah, yeah, maybe they identify as the south, uh, yeah, yeah. Where do you identify now? Yeah, but I mean, it's great. I mean, I I was in New York until like late 2020, and there was obviously a bunch of stuff going on. I'm sure you were all aware in that time of the Mm. world. I mean, we got kids, and it's it's tough making a full living as a pod pod boy out there, 
And we were just like, fuck it. Like, let's just, I can do everything remote. My wife's job went remote. At the time, we had no idea, like, if the world was going to end or whatever. Mm. So we were like, well, let's just move back here for a little bit and lie low. Come back to New York someday. And we got here and we're just like, this is great. I mean, I grew up here. <laughs> um, it's funny because I the whole point of me moving to New York was to get the fuck out of here and to never, ever come back. My high school is maybe three miles from here, so I, I don't know if that's good or bad. You know, it's it's cool to drive a car again and own a car and like actually care about that stuff. But the downside is you got to travel. And so I'm in New York every couple months, but it's easier to get to L.A. from here. It's easier to kind of, mm. but it's expensive as hell. So I'm mm. kind of almost back where I started in the sense like if you add up how much money you're spending on travel especially now. Mm -hmm. I don't know much about your golf story, Jeremy, but... Oh, I got a hell of a lot of golf stories for you. Well, I'm I'm excited <laughs> to dive into it. Um, but, but are you... <laughs> have you had a chance to play the course that you grew up playing or the series of courses that you grew up playing? And if so, what has that experience been like to revisit those places? So in North County, there was a par three course that I would play. And like, I'm going to say this for the record, because other people will hear this. I am a horrendous, horrendous golfer. And I have gotten the opportunity to play at incredible courses where I probably should have been kicked off, but I was only there because of some press thing I was doing or something like that. Yeah. I played Pebble that, you know, destroyed it, like should, should not have played. Um, destroyed it in the bad way. In the way, yeah, yeah, the worst possible yeah. way. <laughs> um, I like, ate that thing up. <laughs> yeah i mean i grew up i took i took some lessons from a professional golfer at the time there was this guy named trevor dodds he uh was a st louis dude he's from actually he was from south africa but he was living here and hmm. he was a friend of my dad's my dad was a pastor and so there were a lot of like golf people that like went to the church that my dad had started and yeah. um he took my dad and i to like the sprint international at like castle pines golf course this was in colorado and I got this like family pass. And if you're like a kid and I was a, a like child, you know, I'm like, I don't know, 12, maybe something. I don't know, maybe 13, but I was around that age, if not younger. And so I had this like little family pass and I was just like walking the course. Like I was like walking the course with like Sergio Garcia. He was like sitting at the driving range and like learning how to play with him. Uh, wow. eating, drinking milkshakes with like Billy Mayfair. Like there was all these things, but like I was, <laughs> yeah. His swear, name swear came up earlier today. That's we, we were just talking about Billy Mayfair. Oh, I'm big, big <laughs> Billy so boy funny. over here. Um, <laughs> homie, homie's had his issues. So, you know, like any other individual, True. but hey, who, who have it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah. So I got to do all this stuff and I was very, very disconnected from the reality of it. Um, cause at the time it was just like tiger, tiger. Cause this is probably, this is the late nineties maybe, or very, no, it's pre nine 11. So it's gotta be the late nineties. Hmm. Um, hmm. and so I got to do that and I got to play and I was really into it. My dad loved golfing and he also loved to wear this stupid max fly straw, like cowboy looking hat. Mm. And he would always oh, wear this hat, yeah. a big ass hell max yeah. fly logo on it, you know? And this is also the, at the time Bring that back. of like big bertha when like big bertha mm -hmm. was like oh, the yeah? vibe and everyone was like you know the only way to flex on everyone was like just pulling out your big bertha no sexual mm. innuendo here but like it was just like all this like dope <laughs> stuff and so i would play golf and get lessons and do all these things but i was just so bad at it and i still like to play but now you know my father-in-law huge golfer huge golfer mm. quite good brother-in-law mm. very good 
Uh, mm. Other brother-in-law, also very good. Me, very bad. And so <laughs> I'm in this like weird thing. It's like, do I go and I go, I try to take like serious lessons. And it's like, can I even afford it? Because I looked at it and I was like, how much lessons? I was like, wow, 1500 bucks for all this stuff. I was like, man, Damn. I was like, that's, that's some, that's some great clothes or that's like a, that's some in Missouri. Yeah. 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 In Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think I probably have a little bit more on the expensive side of taste maybe. So I, I might've been looking at some, some packages Word. that were a little bit outside of what I needed. You're looking but at so the Rolex like, diamond package. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of like caught in this, uh, this, you know, rock and hard place between like really trying to get better at golf or just like, you know, I've gone, there's a, Baldwin golf course right next to my house. Great, like, you know, regular, like, par three course, whatever. Fun to just sit and go play or go hit balls there. And I'm mm. really bad. And I kind of just don't care. But it's... Nor should you. Yeah. and But I think the Nobody tough part cares. is... In the back of my head, and anyone who tells you these things, I've listened to your guys' show before, they're all liars. Because all of us <laughs> want to actually be good. Everyone oh, yeah. wants to be good. So when you say that you don't really care, that's more just saying you admit to yourself that it's okay that you're not. <laughs> like, mm, yeah, everyone cares. Right. <laughs> no, but nobody else cares about your game. Oh, that's 100% is, true. Is yeah. what I mean. So there's no, you're, right. you're performing to an audience of no one. It's just yeah. you. Yeah. And yeah, you, you care about your own game, of course. Like anyone who says that needs to check themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've definitely said that before, which you're absolutely right, only means that I very much care and I'm trying <laughs> to convince myself that I don't. Care but nobody else outside of my little bubble yeah. gives a fuck about <laughs> how, how many shots it takes me to get in the hole. It's, it's not even, not even your job, mother. First of all. Yeah. Not, no, no. She doesn't care. She, less, she wouldn't frankly. know what I was talking about. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. They're like, hey, I still love you no matter what. It's like, I don't care, oh, mom. wow. The, that I hate it when when you say it because that's also what I say to my kid when I'm like, man, you're trash at this, but uh, I love you no matter what. So it's like, oh yeah. man, how many times did my parents actually think I was a clown when they were dropping mm. that on me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey. Yeah, un- unfortunately, it's probably more than you would like to know. One would mm-hmm. like to know. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I I got that I got that phrase tattooed on my arm for my kid. So, oh yeah, no matter what, I oh, love you nice. no matter what. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I thought it was going to be nobody, nobody cares. No, nope. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. might be the. Ne- I mean, honestly, well, Jeremy knows. Like my my son's almost five as well, so we're getting into that car- t- category or that territory of um of him telling you something. I'm like, why did you spend 25 minutes telling me about this? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it is funny to see the stuff that like kids get into at that age, and you zoom out and you're like, actually. This is like my daughter, I think might be a pathological liar. Like this is probably mm. dangerous to say because Same. she, she is making up these TV shows that don't exist mm. and she's telling me all about it. And like, to be honest, like she knows the characters, she knows what happens, she knows, but, Whoa. but then she'll say like, oh, it's on Netflix, but like nobody can watch it yet. And like, Whoa. she has a show that she invented called cooking babies about babies oh. that cook. And they like, you know, she they might make be a magical genius. food. No, Low she's not key. a genius. <laughs> she's yeah. like a Machiavellian creative wizard. That that I think you're you're right. But there there's uh yeah, so she's like, Oh dad, I watched a new cooking babies. I'm like, where? When? She's like, it's on Netflix, but like parents can't watch it yet. And I'm like, you know, parents and I eventually I was so pissed. I was like, Harriet, you just need to tell me the truth. It's not a real show. And she's like, 
okay, I was just kidding. And then a part of me was like, what the hell? What kind of shitty dad am I? I just like squashed your dreams. Like, yeah, she's not hurting. <laughs> you killed cooking keep, babies. Yeah. Keep well, telling what's her, everyone what's her end babies. goal? What's I don't, I don't What's what does she gain? She's shooting from for you. an overall deal with Netflix, I guess. Well, maybe Man, so. Maybe, maybe it's time Grind for you to stop. set up some meetings with with some execs. And yeah. I got the her. contacts now. I actually, yeah, I, you know, I should do it. <laughs> That's great. Here's my five year old. Here's Jeremy Chris Storer. You know, he just he just produced the bear. But if it's he wants true. to produce Harriet Kirkland's hit show I, I Cooking should. Babies, cooking we get Jeremy babies. Allen White cooking, in there. Cooking babies. Yeah. Cooking we all babies. know that cooking like the babies. real money is it's in the not, kids. It's not cooking babies. It's cooking babies. We don't right. want to confuse. We're not cooking babies. Yeah, there's no yeah, comment. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, We're cooking um, babies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, wow. like that's that's a thing, and I'm, I'm trying to get her into other stuff. She did just discover the Beatles, and it's pretty cool mm, to, to oh, hear her wow. lose her shit on it. Um, what was yeah. the first song that you introduced her to? Probably like I oh is it, I so I have like Sirius XM radio, which like I guess I'm getting old now. I, I like listen to this like satellite radio instead of just mm. on demand music. And um, there's a Beatles XM station and mm. um, it let it be came on. And she, I've, I've mm. said this before. And like, she, um, the song was playing and we're in the car and I'm driving her to daycare. And the, the drive from our house to daycare is like literally the length of the song. So we're pulling up and the song is like at the end, you know, it's like freaking Harrison's guitar solo, you mm. know, let it be, blah, blah, blah. It's like just banger and like we don't have like a brand new car but like the stereo is like nice enough like you you it's it's an experience to hear it in there and so um she's like dad like what song is this i was like oh it's called let it be i was you know i was like it's by the beatles and mm -hmm. i we pull up and i push the button to turn the car off and she's like dad wait can we finish the song i was like oh shit okay yeah oh, wow. yeah like let's you want do you want to sit up on my lap do you want to finish listening to it and she's like yeah and like she's like staring out into, you know, the abyss of the world. And she's like yeah. getting emotional listening to like, let it be. And I was like, damn, I was wow. like, okay, you know, you and just then, made a super fan. Yeah. And so she's into that. But then I showed her like the white album, which is a bunch of like kid name songs anyway, like bungalow bill and Obladi and all these like, you know, gibberish names. Um, and so, yeah, that's like her, her vibe. And then she's obviously into anything sing too uh mm, so classic but sorry babies. not to veer us away from golf pardon my we're not I a golf podcast talk, we're i yeah. can talk golf style or golf clothes or golf furs that i think are underrated I'm what, happy to do that what, what, one thing i think <laughs> one thing that I, I think our audience really appreciates is when we uh we, we go into the parents corner of of uh of the show it's true so it's true yeah it's, it's, the kids yeah. are kids are so freaking great until you realize that like your hedonistic selfish life you had before is over <laughs> it's gone Immediate, immediately yeah it yeah. It, it, it washes away um but yeah. it, it it washes away to something diff different you know it's 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 a different level of uh connection and commitment that you have to someone is there a word Instagram for hate selfless friends? hedonism is there a word for like hedonism but for other people well my wife and i have like friends it's of ours that are on instagram that we hate <laughs> but we don't actually hate but we hate following them because they're a little bit younger than us, no kids, crazy rich, just like mm. moving to other countries. Like we're moving to Iceland for six weeks. It's so crazy here. And you're like, mm. man, motherfucker, How is that? that must <laughs> be nice. You're not worried about daycare. You're not worried about, you know, now we don't actually hate them. I'll be very clear. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a thing. I, yeah. I feel like, and you're like, man, I guess I just, 
Like we, you don't have that freedom to do because everything revolves around kids and it's cool. You get the joy because your kid freaks out and hears, let it be for the first time. And you're explaining it to them. But you know, next thing you know, you're trying to help them understand that cooking babies isn't real. So uh, <laughs> such are the ways of life. Fess up. Fess um, up, man. You liar. You, you mentioned earlier, Jeremy, your, your, you alluded to your expensive taste. And I wanted oh, to know yeah. if there is a, if there is a singular moment in your history that you can identify as like the first time that you were completely enraptured by something to buy some like a style thing that you were like, I need that. And can you recognize like what that was and, and where you were and how old you were and things like that. A style thing. Well, like a, not an object, just like clothes. Well, yeah, an object, an object, something where you were like something that even, even now you would probably find value in. I'm not talking about like, I need this oh. candy or something, but you know, um, like a a thing that a, a tasteful thing. It was probably food, to be honest with you. Not that like we grew up poor. I'll be very clear. Like my parents did an amazing job of kind of insulating us from what we didn't have. You know, I was younger. We, we just we just didn't know that like dad didn't make that much, and mom yeah. was trying to take care of us. But I remember getting really into uh like cereals like for me like the benchmark of joy and success was higher end cereal mm. like if you mm-hmm. got cereal in boxes like i was like mm. let me hang out at your house like they had cap they had real captain crunch they had real all this stuff and so i remember and this kind of like kickstarted maybe like a weird understanding of luxury but like in some ways, it, there were some good intentions behind it. But like, I wanted to get Rice Krispie Treat cereal because I saw a commercial for it. And my mom mm. was like, no. And she was like, we can't afford it. And I was like, well, like, how much money is it? And at the time, this is funny because cereal hasn't really gone up that much, just as an aside. Like, uh-huh. it was the, the cereal was $5. And this is in the 90s, right? So we're talking like 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, and my mom's like, yeah, it's like five, you know, it was a lot. Maybe it was three fifty, whatever. It was a fuck ton of money. And my mom was like, you know, I was like, well, can I go? I'll just go earn that money. And so it's, it's, you know, it was snowing. And I was like, I'm going to go shovel driveways. And I just like shoveled the whole neighborhood's driveways. It was fucking stupid. Uh, but <laughs> I went and then I had the money and my mom was like, oh, damn. Like, okay, well, um, let's go to the grocery store. And I got my, I got my cereal. And I was like, hell wow. yeah. And it like, you know, this is messed up some sort of capitalistic thing in my head, but I was like, oh, if, if I just work really hard, mm-hmm. you know, now I was completely oblivious to privilege and all these other things that I had, even though, so I'm going to just be very, very clear about that. Yeah. But I was, it made me realize that like, oh, okay, there's stuff that I can get. However, I put all my joy in, in getting, it was mm. in the journey. It was in getting it. Cause then you get it and you're like, Rice Krispie Treat cereal is kind of whack, man. Like, it's not that good. But it represented something to you. Bingo. And that, that kind of carried its way through a lot of stuff. Because, you know, when I was younger, I wanted to wear, like, cool kid clothes. So, yeah. um, at that time, it was like, uh, there was a company called, do you guys remember Bum Equipment? Mm-hmm. Like, No. Yeah. Bum Equipment. I remember yeah, Bum. Bum Equipment. Bum Equipment and Chaps. Which is funny, because, like, no friends chaps. of mine who are rich, they'll talk about, like, yeah, Chaps, that was like... <laughs> That's some trash stuff. That's some middle yeah. grade. That was a TJ Maxx. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I want to get this stuff. And so I just started, 
you know, I would work and I would, I started like buying my own clothes at a younger age. Um, and this is, you know, I'm 12, 13. And so I, I remember, you know, I had like 150 bucks and I was like buying, you know, I was wearing like a bum equipment sweatshirt. I was wearing an IOU sweatshirts. I don't know if you guys knew those, like I was born in 85. So it was like kind of in the middle of all that stuff. And the biggest thing is like, as I got older, cause I, I started working when I was like 14 and you know, and this is like when golf and stuff is, was popping and all that too. I was like, I'm going to just, I'm going to buy a big Bertha myself. Like shit, man. I might just have a driver and I might just yeah. carry around the driver like it's a walking stick, but I had it. And, <laughs> Best you know, and it was just because I went, <laughs> yeah, just because I went to go work for it. And, um, it, it definitely made things like messed up because there are some objects that I think are created for the sole purpose of distinguishing your social class between others. Mm. I mean, look at cars, geez, Louise. like they they all do the same thing. Watches. And so there's, yeah, like watches in general, which is also something like I have an unhealthy obsession with. And so I was just like putting all of my, all of like the hopes and dreams into like acquiring this stuff. And then you get it and you're like, what the hell was I doing? Like that was, and so like it, it kind of, you get in these like weird soul searching things when you're younger, but like, yeah, I mean, there was just always a thing. It was either that, it was uh, owning a pair of diesel jeans, mm. like, uh, yeah. which I had to, you know, they were $160 with tax. And that the was- The choco that diesel had on us. Oh, yeah, man. True. I had the crat. I had the crat and I had to drive to Chicago with my friends to get the fanker. The fanker was the, that was the boot cut, man. Damn. Yeah. Remember <laughs> the shoes, too? Yeah, with the, the bowling with the, shoes. With the toe? Mm-hmm. Mm. And they had that mm-hmm. little- little tread at the very bit of the toe because yeah, yeah, that was when like yeah. bowling shoes were starting to pop off yep. um yeah you know uh, if you had those wanted... shoes i was like damn you rich yeah <laughs> rich, <right>? rich. <laughs> and i was like man jokes on you i went out to the rich neighborhood and found it at tj maxx i i bought i bought diesel shoes for like 60 bucks at it was like tj maxx or marshall's or something and i thought i was Life such hack. a g yeah <laughs> and so how does how does that gotta get it mentality how do you how do you jostle with that now as as somebody who is like you have staked your claim in therapy in the land of Johns? Yeah. OK, unpack that. Th- I mean, th- therapy, like I was saying, you put all of your your hopes and dreams and like uh, and some sort of physical object. And even some people, it might be like a, a, an achievement. But obviously, none of these things are fulfilling because you get them to solve a larger problem in your life. Like for me, I didn't grow up poor i just Mm -hmm. air quoted but like i thought i was but like i've never known hunger like real hunger you know like shit it's all relative but like i've never known that there was never a time Mm -hmm. in my life where i went without food and there are people that i've met that had that Mm -hmm. you know and so it's like i can't walk out here being like oh boohoo i was poor and it's like no i was fucking walking around in diesel jeans like you know so like i and so you you put all of this in the fact that like it's going to satisfy you but the truth is it's just as a, as a young person or whatever, you, you're constantly trying to find like where you fit in like the social hierarchy of others, you mm-hmm. know? And so where the church that my dad started, like was in this other area of, of St. Louis and it was kind of a wealthier area. It just happened to me. That's where they ended up like getting land and stuff. And, and I remember like I had to switch high schools, which is funny because freshman year of high school, I thought that like when you transfer high schools, your grades like start over. So like the beginning of it, I just fucking phoned it in. I did nothing, man. And I was like, oh, it's going to be no big deal. They're just going to, I'm going to start off with like straight A's at this other place. Mm -hmm. And so I transferred with like, 
a D average because I just wasn't doing anything. And I was also really into music, trying to play like punk rock and, you know, whatever. Um, so I go to this high school. And it's a very, very affluent high school. And it was just like game changer, you know, mm. um, got like people thought I was gay because I was into clothes, which is like very trite now. Like, I mean, no one thinks that shit, but like, yeah. Um, and also, you know, I was like very into all this, like different types of punk rock. And so I was like, just, I wore like a tie with like a, you know, a jacket in school and like yeah. untucked, you know, all this Look, stuff. Follow up boy. Yeah. yeah look, exactly. Looking like Avril Lavigne. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I was boy. like trying to do my thing. Yeah. I, I did wear a tie with a t-shirt once, like just a, well, was such a moron, but whatever. And so all these things, it was like, you're just, you're chasing an object because you're unhappy with like where you are in your life. And so you it's this object is going to make you be in the, the, the group of people or the acceptance mm. level that you want. And then once you get it, you realize that it's, there's always something else, even, even like doing podcasts, like in my head, I would like measure my success based on like other pods or other things, or, mm -hmm. you know, someone would, I'd like read like an email from someone which would be like, Oh, this was so helpful. This was so amazing. Da, 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 da. And you like, you, you ride that high for like yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. And then you open up your phone and you see something else and you're like, well, fuck, I'm a failure. Right. And it's just like, so yeah, that is, yeah, it's, it's hard. And I think that, you know, a lot of people now, because like mental health is such a, is such a, it's a, it's, a, it's like the cool thing to talk about that mm -hmm. people, it becomes like, let's just discuss it, but we're never going to actually confront it. And the truth is to confront mm -hmm. it is very, very different. Because mm -hmm. it, it does require you making active changes. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like, you know, in some ways, like people that struggle with anything, a lot of times, once you start naming it, it becomes more comfortable to live with. And mm -hmm. then you can just like, oh, but that's just my thing. You know, yeah, I might have an mm -hmm. issue like trying to buy stuff. And, da, da, da. and it's like, no, but you're still doing it. Mm -hmm. So like, mm -hmm. how yeah. are you actually improving? You just named it. It's like, you know, I, I want to be careful about <laughs> examples I use because I, I don't want to, you know, get myself in, in trouble here. But it's like anyone that wrestles with something that might be far more dangerous, whether yeah. it's substance abuse or anything, there's sometimes a, the, a, a romance of the past. You know, it's like, oh, mm. I'm, you know, I'm not struggling with this anymore, but all I want to do is discuss it. And that is also, also as someone who has been in, in, various stages of you know from uh al-anon which is a support level not aa um mm -hmm. when you when you kind of romanticize some of these things you remove the how toxic they can still be and so i think that's that's a very very tough thing that a lot of people wrestle with including myself into which it's like yeah i'm going to admit that i have issues with materialism and i have issues with this but if i'm not actually doing something about it to change how I'm living so it doesn't become the, the driving force of my life, then I'm really not doing anything. Like mm. I, I'm not, I'm not actually improving just being like, yep, I have an issue with this. And it's just like, well, okay. So now comes to do something about it. Yeah. Do you have the, the ability, you know, the guts for lack of a better term to, to do that. And I think that's the hard part. And in some cases, if you are in a instance or, a, a, a career that revolves around a lot of uh, materialism in general. It's like, mm -hmm. well, shit, I, I chose a hell of a, you know, career to try to do uh, talking to people about material items. <laughs> You're like, yeah. that's not really going to fix anything. 
it's like you know you go to get sober and you decide to start a a, a you know a vineyard <laughs> yeah or <laughs> or like a blog like, about beer yeah yeah a whiskey tasting <laughs> blog yeah. yeah yeah and and so it's it's tough because obviously all these things are much easier in practice and i think too especially with social media you know i'll get served a, a tiktok or a reel of someone being like here's how to conquer mental health in three easy steps it's like <laughs> step one i wake up every day and i drink water with lemon and you're like what the what are you talking about right <laughs> i cured right. my depression <laughs> yeah and so yeah, I, I, that's a very long-winded answer, but I think like that's that's a thing that I, I am I'm I'm very grateful for progress, but it's also I think progress has to continue across the board. Yeah, that's a really good point. I I think I think you're right that discussion is not confrontation, but it is a good first step. I think mm, could, oh, can absolutely. you agree with that? Like that 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 like naming your thing, naming your baggage, claiming it. Like that is a necessary first step in that process of confrontation and ultimately solving an issue or mm -hmm. working mm -hmm. with an issue. It's tough to have that self-awareness too. Like there's, there's so many layers to the onion of like the, the human condition of if you're not acting on what you've learned about yourself, then there is no progress. And it's like, it, sometimes it takes people so long just to get to that point to, to even understand that there is an issue that it's like, that that might have been the mountain that they needed to climb first so it's yeah it's just you know life is hard man life is hard self-awareness is a mountain in its in itself mm. yeah <laughs> and i think that's 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 the thing is like by no means am i trying to belittle anyone's journey or for sure but it's just like it step one is that that's you know in most cases look and in, in the 12 steps like you you have to admit you have a problem right mm -hmm. so that's that is a huge thing for many people because a lot of people are like no I have this under control I have this under control um, and in some cases there are many people who can and they do and they're fine mm -hmm. um, but it's you know so admitting that whether it's anything addiction etc fill in the blank of, of something that is keeping you from being the best person that you need to be and it might take years to finally figure out how you're going to change your behavior to improve. And that, that is still okay. It's just that I think sometimes it's very easy to just be comfortable in that first part. And all of these things require any individual to step outside of what is comfortable and figure out how to improve. Well, especially when the whole, like what media is conveying is let's all, let's just talk about it. Let's all just yeah. talk about it and yep. then we're good. But you're right. Unless you're taking that next step, you're not done. There, there needs to be more than the discussion. Yeah. We'd love to, you know, give the people a little bit, a little bit of John's talk since we did, do have the, the Jeremy Kirkland, the, the proud founder of Seiko Boys and, and the, the pod boy, the good pod boy himself. So we, we've, we've seen this resurgence of golf in more of the mainstream world. And we've also seen mm -hmm. this this resurgence of of golf fashion and apparel and new brands popping up over the past five to ten years, uh, but maybe more more so in the last two years. As someone that's been so tied to to fashion and and writing and and observing and and being a part of this industry, what what do you see as sort of a, an outsider to the to the golf world? Where do you see 
this whole thing going? Like, is it, is it going to blow up or is it just going to plateau or just uh, would love your thoughts as, as an outside observer to golf, but very, very deep in fashion. I think people outside of golf need to like champion it more Mm -hmm. because the people that are inside of golf are totally happy just wearing performance fabric. Like I'm wearing stretchy pants and a stretchy shirt and I'm, and I, but I, but I spent four X for it. Yeah. Um, and also I think people that are outside neglect how important the, uh, the clubhouse is in terms of like the buys and the clothes that happen. Yes. A lot of golfers that buy their clothes actually buy them at a clubhouse. Yep. Like they buy them in there the at, the, at the pro yeah. shop, yeah. not at, you know, not from blank and blank site.com. No one's going to like ping.com <laughs> to like get their gear. Right. No. Like it's just, it doesn't happen. And so I think, you know, and the ones that are buying there, they're just getting the stuff that sells because that's kind of what they have to do. You don't like a department store has the, has the luxury or any company or like in the clothing that you might have the luxury to, to take a risk on a brand and show something off and really try to inspire some of the people and be like, look, we know you're all here to buy this brand, but you should also check out this brand. And they may have to put that on discount. They may not be able to make it. It might've been a big thing. And like pro shops, like they, they're they're just much less space, and so they're just not really able to do that. Well, not to mention you, who's who's the who's the buyer at a at a at a pro shop? Yeah. It's an overworked, underpaid assistant pro who doesn't give a shit about golf fashion oh, yeah. because it's a line sheet and someone who took them out to lunch. exactly yeah. as Polly Ho- so. Hollywood would say, they're overworked. But they <laughs> overworked, overbaked. <laughs> but but you're you're absolutely right. There's no there's zero incentive for that person to 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 consider to actually consider what they're bringing in through their doors. It's a line sheet. Yeah, and and I think a lot of those folks too. Like if you look at old stuff, you know, like I have like old photos of like like Fred Couples and like Davis Love the Third and like um you know just like old older some of these people are still playing. But like 90s golf style was sick. Sick. And if you look at like the, I would not be surprised if the next Balenciaga collection is 90% based off of whatever was happening at the Masters in 1992. Like it, it, yeah. it, it just exists. Like you look at all the oversized stuff. It's cool. You're already seeing people dress like the whole Chandler Bing thing with the <sighs> with the sweater vest and the white t-shirt and it's oversized. Like literally what I'm wearing, right, what I'm wearing right now. Yeah. A, a sweater vest and a white <laughs> yeah, t-shirt. Bingo. Like it's it's sick and it, yeah, I mean, yeah, Drew, and full credit to Drew, you've been wearing that for a while. Sure. Like, but that is like that is a sick look and people have been doing it, but it's like, but you're, if you know, you know, golf team, sure. if you walk on the course now, you're going to walk next to someone else who's wearing ding dong performance. Stretching all, all, that all has like looking like Tiger Woods, different variations of yeah. stripes. Yeah. 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 You know, Tiger Woods, 90 style banging go to Tiger Woods, 2022 style. It's like, I don't know, maybe you can't criticize him cause he's still the goat, but like, you know, I think like there's there's a nostalgia era yeah. that every sport is able to really capitalize on and golf is having a hard time because they're so focused on bringing in all these new folks. But for people like us, especially millennials, man, you just show me where the Ninja Turtles were and I'm there. Yeah, You give me a Mighty Ducks purple and coral, I'm fucking in. Hell yeah. Hell Absolutely. Yeah. The absolute best. So, I mean, I think that's, that's the stuff that like gets me the most amped about like the golf style, but I, I want to see more of that mainstream stuff happen because like, but to hit the real mainstream to move the needle, it's like, then you, you need to start selling to the dudes in their late fifties who are buying from the pro shop. Right. 
Hmm. Um, so, well, I mean, I think over time it'll probably evolve, right? But I don't know. Well, hmm. I'm I'm grateful. I mean, how how many pods have we gone uh, without mentioning Cole Owens? Uh, I think Zilch, it, Cole Young of Metalwood Studio. I'm wearing a cap right now. I think yeah, I yeah. think he's you know leading the charge with that. One of my favorite questions lately, when I was, say, like 10, 11 years old, Allen Iverson was the MVP of the NBA. He was, mm-hmm. he was style goals for me. You know, when I was like, when I get rich, that's how I'm a dress. When I, when You're going to wear a sleeve just walking around. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Oversized Shooting tee sleeve, cut just off. Just going outside. Cornrows, yeah. do-rag out in public. Yeah, big capri ass t-shirt, capri pant length shorts. Right? Are these yeah. capris or shorts? Mind your business, sir. None of yours. <laughs> um, wh- who are your style influences? Like around the time where you were shoveling snow, when you were like, hmm. "When I get the bag, this is who I want to dress like." Um, my grandpa, mm. Jordan. Mm. Um. Obviously, I was very into like Michael Jordan, uh, Elijah Wood, because he was like my age. Interesting. <laughs> I love that. Elijah uh, Wood so did have good Elijah trial. Wood, a Johnsman. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he's got good. Gear. Look at his like his, his I, I Lord of the Rings. I don't know interviews. if he's active. Even he, yeah, he stepped it up. I see a fedora. Yeah, here. I mean, I. Uh, oh. So y'all gonna have to. <laughs> oh no. You, you'll have to. You'll have to find the date of that. Yeah. At but, one I point, mean, you know. <laughs> Pete Doherty y'all was wearing have, fedoras too, and everyone else thought he was a god. Y'all go have to answer for, trying to get for this sober. fedora on page one. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what was your Google search? Elijah Wood style? No, nah, it was just Elijah Wood. Mm, that's tough. It is one well, of the first ones. Okay, it's all it's all good. I'll give you no that. Okay, like a Google search. All right, Grandpa <laughs> Jordan Elijah Wood. Um, I was also really into uh, kid and play. Oh, word. Um. <laughs> So House party. yeah, I I wanted to I yeah I, exactly. I wanted to I wanted to look like uh, the kid and play crew and uh, last but not least, crisscross. That was my mm, thing. Wow. I and I did do this, which was not great because I pissed my pants. <laughs> um, you know the big thing with crisscross. I'll just say it. I don't care. Like they wore their jeans backwards, right? right? Like that was the vibe, and it was like kind of like a Jinko looking jean. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was Jinkos. I don't know what it was, but um. I remember doing that. I was like, mom, I'm going to wear my pants backwards. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, you're not doing that. And I got the jeans. I got the baggy jeans. And, uh, you know, I was just feeling real proud. And uh, I was having trouble trying to pee. And I just ended up peeing all over my pants because <laughs> no. there's no fly in the front, you know. <laughs> oh, no. So that's true. But, yeah, those those are my style gods for sure. Um, they're pro- it's, it's quite diverse. But as you can see, I was uh, kind of all over the map at that age. Um, I love it. That's... <laughs> And short round from uh, I wanted to get the little hat that short round yeah. wore. And, yeah, uh, Yankees Doom. cap. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Or was yeah. it Mets? Mm-hmm. Was it Yankees or Mets? I Yankees. think it was Mets. Mets. Mets? Was it, I think it was Mets. It might have been. Yeah. Let's uh, let's find out. What was the short? It was Yankees. Well, Yankees. It was. Damn. It says it was a Yankees oh, okay. hat. I felt like it was Mets, it it was but it Mets looks. Hat. But it looks like a Mets logo. Right. It's an old school. It it's old. It's one of one. It had pinstripes. I I haven't seen that on the streets. <laughs> no, no chance. He, he yeah. got that on Canal well, Street. Supposedly, it was supposed to be when the movie took place, which is in the late, which was in the mid 30s. Right, right, right. So it was supposed to be. Uh, short round wears a 1928. Ahem, here you go. This is this is the truth. 
Indiana Jones Temple of Doom short round wears a 1928 New York Giants hat, accurately reflecting the year it took place. Wow. Look at that. So it was the New York baseball baseball Giants. New York. <laughs> right, <Yes>. right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so who of those that you named uh, have bled into the Jeremy we see before us today? Like, who, who, who which uh, one of those style influences outlasted the others? Oh, definitely my grandpa. Okay. Mm, yeah. That's a lot. It was, you know, my grandpa wore, he wore um, like Lacoste mm. polos and Lacoste like cardigans. And I'll still wear those like to this day. And I, I'm talking like the acrylic stuff. This is like the cheap stuff that you could find. If, the, if When I look at the stuff that I was getting and getting into, it was always something al- along those lines. And then obviously like I was into Cary Grant, but I was a little bit older. And there's a lot of Cary Grant stuff that I still mm-hmm. kind of like cling to from like an Anderson Shepard sport coat or um, just like classic, you know, gray trousers mm-hmm. and a Navy jacket. I mean, it's so boring as hell, but as I've gotten older, it's like the stuff that I really want in most, most people's eyes would seem like kind of boring, but like it's, it can exist for 50, a hundred years and you still look mm-hmm. dope yeah. as fuck. Yeah. So not not the not the coolest answer, I'll admit. But well, I think I the think truth. the the older you get, or at least for for me, I guess I'll speak for myself. After having kids and then like settling into your mid thirties, I guess now I'm heading into my late thirties soon. But you you just like you just become more comfortable in yourself, and and it's like I I've kind of I've figured out how when you see like people like our parents age and it's like, you know, they've, they've been the same our whole life. You know, they don't like change styles generally like your your dad or your mom. They've just been the same person for the entire time that you've known them. And like, I feel like I'm kind of starting to settle into that point of my life, you know, with our oldest almost five. And it's just like, I'm pretty comfortable with how I dress and the things that I like to do. And I'm like, I could see this lasting for a while, you know, like I'm not going to go too left or right of center of, of like where I see, like my style going personal style or just like, you know, but you got to get True. there. Yeah, right? it's a journey. I think that's the thing too, is a lot of people will message, you know, I'll get a message and someone's like, Hey, like I want to get like classic style. Like, what do I get? Or like, wh- like, how do I figure out my style? And it's like, well, what yes. do you like? Right. And it's like, my, my thing I tell everyone is like, buy everything that you like. It's going to cost you a fortune, but you'll figure out what you actually yeah. really want because you'll find the stuff that you keep is the stuff that you actually yeah. like. So yeah, but, you know, get ready to drop all the money you have in the world and just buy, you know, well, and, and try it all out. And a uh, style, like a a, 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 not a style, a conversation that I had about style with someone recently was um, like, also, you don't want to dress for other people. And I think that a lot of us for for a better part of our life, you, you dress for compliments, you dress for, you know, likes or whatever it is on social media. But then you realize that no matter how fire that fit looks, if it doesn't make you feel fire inside it's not worth it and it's not good. So I think that's the thing that's been the hardest for me to, to overcome or not the hardest, but the thing that I've come into very recently is like, I could wear something and people can tell me I look good, but if I don't feel like I look good, then it, it's like, why are you doing it? You're doing it for other people, do it for yourself. So for me, it's like, I'm really comfortable in the clothes that I wear now and the choices that I make for what I buy. And that's what, brings me joy and happiness is like you know i can i can feel good i fi- i think i look good if other people think i look good too that's cool like i don't i don't need to do it for them anymore 
I needed to hear that so yeah, bad. I, Drew. I think <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm in such a different I, phase of life right now. I feel like I'm going through like a quarter life crisis. I am gonna live to 120, but I just got a fucking earring. Oh, I'm changing out style like like crazy. I have no no without fail pieces. Everything is a revolving it's door. It's in flux. Yeah. I more. Are you happy right now? No. God no. <laughs> Well, you need oh, to do what Jeremy okay, said. You need well, to buy everything. I, I thought we were going to get a different miserable. answer. No, I mean, I don't know. This, this, this is, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. You're our guest, Jeremy. Who's your guy? Who's who's your who's your shooter? You're like, this is who I want to be. Me? When when someone, you yeah. know, they're yeah, they're showing a picture of you. You're at your funeral, and they're like, man, this is the slideshow oh, to this um, Radiohead song. You know whatever. what's funny? Uh, <laughs> it'll be Bay City Rollers, but I think um, I don't know that I can. I don't think I can actually say this on the podcast i'll bleep it out yeah okay? fuck it you edit uh, it you cut it yeah. out <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll bleep it I, yeah i assume you're gonna yeah, edit, I'll this edit thing. it um it's it's Beep. Uh, mm. oh, yeah. four inch inseams oh that's funny that's what you want to edit out yeah that guy's canceled. yeah yeah exactly exactly uh, so i'll, I'll bleep yeah. that out but but that's the that's the look it's the um that's nads that's what hanging I mean. out the bottom Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you want to have real short shorts? Real short shorts. You want a loose, jacked. a loose fitting um, Oxford short sleeve button yeah. up or an Oxford. Well, and, that that really taps um, into your Massachusetts yeah. sensibilities. Dude. Yeah, maybe maybe tone down the prep a little bit. Yeah. Anyways, I do love those big those like big uh, well, shirts. Is it because the word preps pejorative? Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Or at least in my mind, I don't want any association with that. That's yeah. fine, kids. The preps that i knew called me like the f word when mm, i was yeah younger. and i would you know, so if not, it doesn't mean that those clothes yeah, are banging I'm not a, yeah <laughs> you know yeah i didn't come from that school oh no, no one no one thinks that I, you're okay. good well i think it's but i like, think it's interesting that you were talking about yeah. uh how when you wore your like punk stuff that people didn't understand oh, that yeah. whereas at my high school it was like the cool people were wearing that like studded belts chucks Rip jeans, oh. uh, band oh, shirts. That's interesting. Yeah, so like, so I'm I'm just a couple years younger than you, Jeremy. So I'm 35. But uh, no, I mean, yeah, this was Abercrombie. Yeah, and, Hollister. Um, Abercrombie yeah. and Hollister, but more Abercrombie. I I don't know if Hollister oh, like the, the eras that like burned into my yeah. brain the most. I don't know if Hollister was popping yet, but the it was definitely mm. that stuff. And I was wearing like band. I remember I wore a Kiss mm. shirt. Because, you know, a friend of mine's dad had just showed me Kiss. And I was, like, losing my mind. I was like, these guys are the coolest people sure. ever. Uh, which I think Gene Simmons is, like, probably canceled yeah, now. Probably. Every, but, everyone um, gets to that point. But I did and, learn a bunch of his bass lines yeah, growing and, up. So <laughs> keep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. But, like, that I got called names for. And, like, the stuff that they were wearing was um, these, like, Doc Martin boots, the Abercrombie jeans, the Abercrombie, you know, uh, anything with mm. a oh, moose the, on the dark it. It was brown, the, the brown moose heads, Doc Martens, right? Not like the cool black ones. It was like those brown. Yeah, correct. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. If you wore the black Doc Martens, yes. those were the wrong ones to get. Got you it. needed the brown ones that were like yes. really scuffed. And I remember people because I think also everyone was trying to dress a bit about like uh, ten yeah. things I hate about I you. I see that now. Yeah, you know. So like there there was some stuff in there, and it's funny because I think Heath Ledger's character is like a punk dude, and he's know? a rebel. Yeah, if anything, yeah, he's like more sure. of a '90s looking vibe. Just blasting darts yeah. outside, but um, cool. yeah, <laughs> that was that was the thing. Is like yeah, it's like so you know, freaks and geeks. I think was probably on or maybe near on at the time, and I looked like you know a freak. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, because all the stuff I wore it was like very ironic. You know, I was. Uh, it's funny because 
I also got was really into like British soccer at the time, just because I was like trying to find some way to like make myself different. So I would wear, you know, like a Manchester United soccer jersey. Yeah. Yeah, man. Shall we, uh, shall we dive into our meat and potatoes? Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, let's hit it. Our meat and potatoes questions for Jeremy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, Connor, this is your question, man. You got to lead us off. Okay. Okay. To the, to the extent that it applies. Jeremy, um, what are some <laughs> sure. of your favorite golf smells? The smell of ice cream, like mm. like an ice cream station inside the clubhouse. Oh, wow. I mean, to be honest, my most like fond memories was mm. after playing, and there was like a kind of like a little Baskin Robbins wannabe thing in the clubhouse, and they had a, they made waffles. Oh, cones. homemade And like, this is cones? nothing fancy. This is. Okay. Well, I wouldn't say homemade. This is more like hot mix poured on the on the waffle iron, but the smell mm. was real. And so you could get like a little ice cream in like a waffle wow. bowl. Oh, that's the thing. That's like, a game get the cones out of here. That's yeah, the cone is trash. I don't want to carry it it's around. Me- it's gonna be a mess. Give me the bowl so I can just eat it all. Yeah, because it's it's gonna be a mm. mess. Wow. Um that yeah, that's easily. You know, I'm sure I bit the fresh cut grass, the sky. The, I mean, I saw the videos. I'm like, man, you guys are misses the food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah, food. Man. Hello. It is the you food. nailed it. <laughs> Our food smells are toward the top. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. I mean, well, food, food evokes way more emotional memories um, for most people. For sure. Because it, it's additional sensory yeah, stuff. So. Well, moving yeah. into, the, into the food category, maybe, okay, maybe you have self-admitted that you might not be a, a great golfer when it comes to score. The vibes will be high when you're out there. So let's say you were in a, a two-man mm-hmm. event, and you and your partner won, won this event, and the next year you go back, and you get to host a, a dinner in your honor. What is on the menu oh, wow. of your championship dinner in your honor, in Jeremy Kirkland's honor? Did we already play, or are we going to play the next day? It's the n- night before. Night before. Yeah. You're going to defend your title yeah, the next morning. <laughs> you just ruined it for me. Yeah. The, what, what, were you going like, to serve poison or salmon something? Salmon and brown rice. <laughs> no, I was going to have some, like, little uh, cacio pepe, mm, you know. Still do but, it. But, like, I don't want to eat a bowl of pasta the, the night before. You're going to go load. whack some balls. Uh, I mean, yeah, if, if anything, yeah, definitely cacio mm, pepe. Starving. With... Coca-Cola. Regular? I'm going to sound real lame here. Okay. Full fat yeah, Coke? like, so give no. me the OG right, right. classic Coke. It's fine. Uh, I also don't want it in a can. I want McDonald's yes. syrup. Oh, it's wow. better. The McDonald's syrup, McDonald's fountain. Oh, my God. It's, it's better. better. It is better. It's better. Different recipe. Something like that. And also, like, I feel like I'm such a dork, but maybe because I'm getting older, I'm really on, like, a fish mm-hmm. kick. And, uh... Yeah, like whether it's just like something like cod cakes mm. or or like halibut. Halibut's not really fish. I mean, it's fish, but it's like doesn't taste like fish. It's like chicken, sure. you know. Uh, but something like that. I mean, that's that that would be my my meal. You know, your pasta dish. You got your little cacio pepe. And you have a little nice fish thing. Drink your drink a couple Coca Colas. Maybe uh, accidentally eat a pint of ice cream. Each person gets their own <laughs> pint. They can just choose it. Because we all know, you ever go to those events and people, this is not a bit, and like, and they serve you your ice cream and it is like one yes. Bro. And you're like, all you did was piss yeah. me off. All you did all was, like, was piss like, me off. I'd rather have no ice cream than this yeah. ice cream. Than one spoonful, yeah. Yes, exactly. Don't give me one yeah. scoop. Give me and a three fucking spoons. pint. Let's go. 
Why even pull up? Absolutely. Why even? Why even? I know. Pull That's the thing. If you were only yeah. gonna give me a scoop, we. I went to a restaurant. I was in New York, and they were like, "Oh, we have this a trio of ice creams," and it was just three different scoops. Shut the- you and mean, I was like, this is trash. I was like, we got to go this somewhere $27? I was just like, I don't want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't. Yeah. yeah. $9. New York be like that. And it's like, I don't care. It's homemade. Plus like, yeah, the, the, the ice creams were like, oh, this is a olive oil and lemon. Bitch. Ice cream. I, no. <laughs> don't. Don't give me savory ice creams. Seriously. Miss Vanilla. Me. Chocolate. Caramel. <laughs> That's all I need. Yeah. So it's me. very it's, yeah that's that would be my thing we to not all, screw it up there'd be a giant freezer <laughs> oh my we need yeah. to walk in giant we freezer need to walk you in. open it up and yeah. people just take yeah yeah people take in the ice cream that they need enjoy it there's a butcher knife if you want to cut it in half like some sort of <laughs> wannabe cool guy fine <laughs> cut the pint in half oh yeah have you never seen people do that I pray I don't I'm I, now Why I sound like that? an asshole no yeah yeah well people would do it so you can like dish out your servings you know. Or you would people would, would cut the pint so you could have like a like a sliver of it. Fascinating. Oh, I've never I've never heard, I've never of, heard of that. Before. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to do some digging. You know, the TikTok, yeah. Though. Yeah, it, yeah. Be careful. You look it up on TikTok. You're gonna find all these people just, <laughs> just hacking like up ice pints cream of ice cutting cream. TikTok. Like, uh, who's the Gallagher, yeah. the uh-huh. watermelon smasher? But people smashing. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I think one thing someone was like, "This is the best way to make an ice cream sandwich," and it was like, it was literally they cut took it. a pint, they moved it horizontally they cut the top part off and now you have like a yeah. perfect wow. i guess they're not like wrong i've just never ice thought of doing two cookies you just have to consume all of it then because you no longer have a container right yeah my thing is like there's oh you don't get a pint to have true like, that is true serving that is, true. Right. is the pint yeah this is the so, vehicle for yeah pints are single serving my right. whole fucking ice cream right yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah exactly so I'd play like trash the next morning if that's what I ate. It's but your, you already won the thing. You don't need to win again. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I cede this to the, to the new, to <laughs> yeah, the new I victory. Love it. That's great. All right. S- same tournament. You're walking up to the first tee. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Kirkland, champion, 2022, defending champ. <laughs> wow. So all this, all this fanfare, right? Ticker tape parade, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. What song mm-hmm. do you want coming out of the speakers as you hit your first tee shot? Oh, geez. Uh, Bob O'Reilly. Mm. Nice. Mm. Who? Classic. That's, that's the second Who reference, I think. It Same is. Bob O'Reilly, too. Same morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, it is? Oh, no. No, that's great. That's, that's awesome. great. I it means that song hits. Well, we're going to have to put it on the playlist twice. It's on the playlist. It does. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you want, I can give you a backup. We'll add both. Fuck well, I, well, it could be like uh, some people have different songs for different types of moods that they want to get in. So maybe one is a pump up. Maybe one is a, a more zen right. song or one, you know. They're both pump ups. It, the other one would be Cherub Brock. Oh, that's a good one, too. Smash Bros. That's a great nice. one, too. Yeah. That's probably not, you know, anything original. But yeah. No, that's original. Yeah, we haven't had that one. We haven't had that, that one. That is, okay. that one, that is yeah. unique. Yeah. We, we haven't really yeah. dipped into the grunge category with those songs. It's, it's usually like rap. Mm-hmm. Pop or like oldies, oldies. Yeah, we've had some very yeah. Oh yeah, someone's like Jelly Roll Morton. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. This pot is over. Yeah. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Do you recall a time in golf where you laughed the absolute hardest? Yeah, it was. Um, one of my favorite movies is a movie called House Guest. Oh my god, this is real. 
House guest is with Phil Hartman, Sinbad. I am a, I've been a fucking love Sinbad stan. If you, Sinbad. if you found some way to look at all the social media I ever did, I was always talking about Sinbad. Huge. Sinbad He's fan. also on my, uh, my style influences. Sinbad, That's Sinbad funny. was Mr. Put It On in the 90s. Absolutely. But, uh, we were trying to play speed golf. So in, in the movie, spoiler alert, they play golf mm-hmm. and they do this thing called like speed golf. And it's fake because Sinbad can't play golf. Uh, and so we were doing it. And in the thing, like the car gets out of control. They're driving. They're like, it turns into like polo. And my friends and I thought it'd be fun to do that. And we did and got in a lot of trouble. Oh, shit. Probably had to pay a $500 fine Whoa. for some BS stuff, which none of us could afford anyway. Damn. And they just kind of like, yeah, we, we just got banned from the course for <laughs> a, 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 a small And that was time. funny at the time? And it wasn't like... Oh, it was the funniest thing okay, ever. I good. mean, because it wasn't vandalism. Let me be clear. Like, and th- the course was not destroyed. It was just like behavior that right, was not, right. you know, it was unbecoming. Right. Yes. Great explanation. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we we're just like driving and like, you know, cruising in the cars. Because that's the other thing. When you, if you get your driver's license and you're driving, you're used to driving a big car and all of a sudden you can drive a tiny yeah. one and there's, and there's no, no road. Doors? <laughs> like, sign me right. up. Yeah. I'm just, and I got this like metal bat that i get to hit yes. a tiny ball with like let's boil it you know so uh yeah it was the time of my life and we we just lost our minds i love it that's, that's terrific that's a great and you're, you get Speed to like golf, act man. out a scene from your favorite movie on top of that that's oh yeah we're, we're kicking it we're kicking yes. the ball mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yes so yeah there's all sorts of stuff in that there's i mean that movie has got so many great golf stuff in there the whole scene of of Sinbad not understanding how the golf ball washer works and there's like all these like sexual yes. innuendo jokes that are somehow totally fine and tolerated and like Sinbad gets ready to like get violent. What, what you mean talk, talk about washing my balls? <laughs> yeah. Sinbad like calls out like all this bigotry of uh, Phil Hartman's boss in the movie. Yes. Which is like there's a, there's a scene where um, he calls uh, the it was like a Latin individual or something like a uh, like latinx like person working at the course and he's like hey why don't you have paco bring us the bloody marys and uh and like sinbad just like calls him out and he's like why don't i just slap you yeah yeah and he also like sees sinbad he says like slap me five brother and you're just like oh my god like watching some of it now like damn like that is not okay (laughs) but yeah i mean serious watch house guests it's one of the greats man definitely it's so funny one of the greatest good fine and healthy caddyshack my ass yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta rent that movie. <laughs> I gotta rent that tonight. I, I oh, dude, just don't. I'm rent gonna it, buy. It. I, I, I have no, I, I don't think I've seen it since like '95. I will Venmo you twenty bucks. Or I don't yeah, yeah, on Venmo. Just or, yeah, on on Blu-ray yeah. and DVD available today. Yeah, I'll go oh, to the library. Yeah, so fucking good, dude. This was so fun. It was pleasure was all mine, gents. It's, it's a joy. It's a joy to be on. Glad we got to do it. Yeah, it's always it's always fun to to cross pollinate and talk to people who know the medium inside mm-hmm. and out know the the work that goes into it yeah and i i got a I at least got a mic so hopefully i don't sound like too much of a clown somebody showing up with like airpods yeah. and it's like we've had we've had that we've had even less yeah, than airpods too yeah. oh yeah I know. yeah 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 well gents thanks so much thank you, thank you.